Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, y'all. My name is Shan. Welcome to Cozy Womb Podcast. This is a series for black fathers because black fathers matter black fathers matter to me black fathers matter to my children black fathers matter when it comes to my brothers um my mentors my friends they matter because they set the tone for who our children look up to they set the tone for how men, women, children, and other elderly people feel protected, feel like, you know, everything they've struggled for was for a good cause because they've seen who they've become. And I want to, um, I don't know, I just want to shine a light on them and hear from them in a perspective that sometimes goes unheard because no one cares to ask. Sometimes people look at fathers as if, oh, that's nothing. They're supposed to do that. Why would we, you know, thank you for doing something you're automatically supposed to do? You shouldn't look for any, you know, praise or any uh, thank yous for that. That's standard. That's the basics. You know, do what you're supposed to do. But when you have a father that's there, that's consistent, that's uh, available, that's attentive, that's caring, that's thoughtful versus an absent father versus a father that thinks his life and his now is more important than the child's future. Um, There's a difference. There's a clear difference. And I just want to show appreciation. So uh, this series, I've interviewed many, many fathers from different places, different backgrounds. And I really just want to pick their brains with different questions. So um, thank you for listening to Cozy Boom Podcast, and I hope you enjoy. All right. So today we have Mike G. Um... This is a Gap fam. 
So in college, I used to work um, at The Gap in Atlanta. And uh, it was like a group of just eclectic, different personalities up through that store. And um, just developing like our own friendship, kinship, fam. And most of us have all just like kept in touch. So, you know. Mike and Jazz have always been, like, one. Like, if you see one, the other one is not far, you know, at any time. (laughs) And so I've always known them to be together. So mind you, so we're talking before I met them, they were together. From me being in college, went to college when I was, what, 18 um it was crazy like fast forward they're married they have a son and um they're just out here living their best um their best lives and I just wanted to pick his brain about fatherhood because I've never had a discussion with him about fatherhood and uh he was just sharing a very in-depth um insightful idea about fatherhood and raising his son and pouring into his son and allowing himself to be within the mind of a two-year-old allowing himself to be within the curiosity of a two-year-old which is not easy um, because they're always trying to dig trying to figure out trying to explore and you they keep you on your toes so i hope you guys enjoy the show welcome to mama shan tip or question is it a tip or is it a question let's see here we go back to the show back to the show I'm like official. You're such a um a music minded person. Yeah. I was... I'm I'm I like I'll edit, but I'm not like going in and fixing like levels and stuff. No, I mean I think for most basic things, all that stuff's usually cool. I just like I already feel weird right now because I know my man is just keeps turning up the, the tablet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, if I tell you jazz. Like, come, come get him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's then going to try to act funny with her, like, or try to throw a fit with her. So it's like, when people say, like, the terrible twos, it's like, I get that shit because the terrible two part, don't even, it's not even, it's not even two. It's the little piece of awareness that you think you have. And I feel like we have that all, like, humans, right? That's like human yeah. nature. It's like, we think we know. But you don't know shit. You know, like, I don't know anything. And I'm not trying to act like I do. Yeah. But he thinks he knows stuff. Twos are this. Twos are babies realizing that they have extra heightened powers where they can do some things that the big people could do. So they're always testing to see what they could do. And that's where it's like, you pushing it, you pushing it. 
or you really trying to stay level and trying to act like you don't know what you did. That's what twos are. So funny enough, I feel like that starts earlier. I think it starts from the crying state. Like I feel like as soon as they start crying, yeah. like, I feel like week one. <laughs> they realize, Not week one. <laughs> dog, they know how to get they know how to get food. Think about this for a second. You're not even conscious, but your body knows how to crave and ask for food, right? Like, the baby knows exactly where the boob is without even being able to see far enough. That was Anya on the, like, within, like, an hour after I had her. Like, I didn't give her the boob. She found it. They just find it. So the thing is now, now my kid didn't latch or whatever that, you know, you know, at first you want to be like, oh, wait, something wrong. But then you start realizing, no, it's because... People have minds of their own, mm-hmm. and <laughs> just don't want to do the same yeah. thing. Plain and simple. So when I even see this, just like you said, it's like it's like them having a bigger body. You know what I mean? Think I'm like, damn! I thought that was 13. I then yeah, I thought that was 16. And like I see grown ass people, grown ass kids walking around outside. You're like, damn! You just got a big body. You just think you, you right? You don't know right. nothing. So yeah, no, nah, but it, but two is definitely that stage, and because there's obviously not to me enough consciousness yet or something, I could already see like, you know, it's just like you don't really get what you're doing, and so I'm like, I'm not mad at you. I recognize you too, but I realize that there's enough of you that knows what you're doing where you are still trying to play me a little bit. I feel. Arya is Arya is like that. She's three now, but she's uh, she's queen of clapback already oh that girl her mouth mouth is very spicy yeah see i couldn't even i don't even know what to do about that but i think that's because she has an older sister and she she imitates everything she hears or she sees and then she puts it together with what she thinks works so like yesterday she was eating cheeses and she She's so messy when she eats. And Anya's not. Anya sees the food, it goes in her mouth, you don't even see evidence. Arya's like, I went over to the table, it was like, cheese, crackers everywhere. I'm just like, Arya, why you have to be so messy? This girl straight said, my name is Arya Wilder and I'm messy, that's just what I do. And she got up and she walked away. I'm just like, shit, this is not how this works. Come clean this up. Yeah, that's crazy. She's wild. She's wild, man. Okay. <laughs> Dude, all I'm trying to get you to do is turn this thing down a tad bit. You gotta, you gotta have some kind of respect, my man. And stop screaming. That's like unnecessary. Okay. All right, so. This is episode 11 of Cozy Womb, Black Fathers Matter series. Um, we have Mike G. Hola. Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Um, Mike is like, is like family for me. Almost. Like work fam. Um, I've known you for years and then the fact that I've known you and Jazz to be together since the land before time. 
and then now you guys have a kiddo and I'm just like perfect I was like I'm definitely asking him about this um so I'm just gonna dig into you and fatherhood and a little bit of your upbringing just to see how it coincides with each other so what is your age currently I so I'm 35 years old I'll be 36 later this year nice uh, what age do you feel 18. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. I feel super young, but I'll say this because my kid is two, I feel like I'm two. You feel like you're two? I do, I do. That so I my mindset in even having a kid, I was like, man, this is amazing. I'm about to learn everything in life that I didn't get a chance to learn. I'm gonna question everything that I didn't get a chance to question. You know, this is this is the time when you get that. Even though you're not living it, you're kind of living it vicariously through your kid, but I feel like this is when you get that opportunity to kind of go learn the things that you didn't know in life mm-hmm. before you were conscious. So I think I can probably remember back to six years old, five years old, very clearly. Mm-hmm. But anything before that, I don't I don't have in my memory bank. Maybe certain things, maybe someone you met or a certain type mm-hmm. of smell. So I was like, man, this is a perfect opportunity for me to figure out what happens in life in those first five years, you know? So yeah. I every day I think I'm doing something with the mindset of a CEO. <laughs> That lives, yes. <laughs> um, well, that kind of makes sense because you don't have to feel guilty about not knowing something about life as a one-year-old or a two-year-old because you can always be like, oh, I'm trying to figure this out to see if it would be something good for my son or I'm trying to figure out if this would be a good idea or you as a parent how was this for your two-year-old so you don't want to feel like clueless about it because if you didn't have kids and you was like questioning someone with their two-year-old they'd be like get out get out my business so um it's a constant learning thing with kids and the scam is you go to school you go to elementary middle school high school and then you make a choice to go to college and then once you finish your college, that is your break. The break is college, whatever you want to do. And then you have kids and you start all of that over. Mm-hmm. And then on top of like the new way they want to teach your kids. Not that it's going to give you new answers. It's going to give you the same answers, but with how they want to teach a new way. So if you don't learn it, it's kind of like you're choosing to fail yourself and your kid in the process. So it's a constant relearning thing. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100%. I mean, it's it's even funny because I was talking to someone and I was I was telling them like, man, you know, like you said, me and Jazz have been together since the land before time. And I'm <laughs> saying like, damn, if we would have had a kid <laughs> then or early we'd be like almost done now or you know what I'm saying we'd be like far along in that parenting process um and the reason why like I mentioned that is because I, I I noticed like um like I got friends who have children that are teenagers you know um and I feel like in terms of understanding life and understanding especially the parent the parental thing 
man, they've been giving out life lessons for the last 14 years. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I just started. I ain't even give one lesson yet, really. You know what I'm saying, my man? Well, I don't know yet what he what he got from me because he can't, you know, he can't speak to me yet and, and um, can't talk back to me. So I'm just like, man, we kind of all get at different levels in life, even due to having children. You know, being a parent, um, you have a five or two. To me, you're five, you know, but yet to me, like my other friend, he's 14. You know what I'm saying? Like the way I look at it, the way I look at it right now. So I feel like y'all are much older than me in life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though we may be different ages or whatever. We might be older and experienced, but you are always ahead of us in far, as far as like opportunity for your kid. So like you might see <laughs> the way that my kids go to school. And then by the time your son goes to school when he's like four or five, he has bigger opportunities that my children didn't get at that age, which will further advance them. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. thing is, when you have kids, well, at least for me, I don't want any more kids, but I still get jealous of like the new um, strollers now oh, for parents. <laughs> like, dang, like, why didn't they have that? Like, dang, they got the, the skateboard on the back. They got this. Like, it advances every year. And it's kind of like, man, I wish I could go back and try that. Okay, okay. I could go back and do this. So the thing is to enjoy the process because mm-hmm. you can't backtrack. You can have another kid, but even when you have another kid, you're only going to have the opportunities at that time at those ages. Got you, yeah, yeah. And then the next year is going to be like, dang, I wish they had that. So okay. you just got to make the opportunity work in your favor, basically. No, that's a bar. I love, I love that type of, I love that type of advice because that's what I always want. I, I and you know, I don't want answers, but like, I want that kind of cheat sheet, right? I want someone to say, oh yeah, don't worry about that. You just, because that's like this, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now I get it. Now I understand what to expect with the range of that could, could potentially be. And I think that that helps me kind of make a make a new decision, you know, um, on whatever I'm doing at the time. So like I always tell my boy, like I'm talking to him, I wish that I could remember some of the things that's happening with him and his kids because when he's on the phone and he's parenting and I'm just listening in and I'm the fly on the wall, I'm like, yo, am I gonna remember this in 14 years from now? <laughs> like, the kids probably won't need it in 14 years, depending on what they're being taught. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can pick and choose what you want to hold on to and teach your kid, and then you can try to like flip it in your own way of teaching your kid. Mm-hmm. But the only thing that really matters is are you being honest? Is it something that's going to improve them when you're not around? Mm. and can they teach it to somebody because your child doesn't get anything or understand anything unless they could teach it to someone else yeah, yeah. so if you just focus on those three things you don't have to worry about dang did I miss the time when I was supposed to teach them this you know you just gotta and I know you got you, you saying that right there just makes me feel like damn so if I can teach somebody something then that means I then that means I got it so yeah. like see what you see what I'm saying like I don't use like yo if you can do this to your kid then I'm like okay cool so if I got that I just teach him whatever I know you right. see what I'm saying so it's like I'm trying to learn because now I'm learning from your parenting skills that you've learned over your past couple years but mm-hmm. also plus what your mom has taught you you know so 
I guess like I love I love that. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm also new. I haven't had enough parental conversations yet. You know. Yeah. Oh, like I always tell people for Cozy Moon podcast, it's all the parenting stuff that no book really tells you and is honest about. Like. People always glorify like pregnancy. Oh, it's wonderful. It is not wonderful. It's hijacking of your body for 10 to 12 months. It's not you have the baby and you're back to normal because you're not. And it's, it's a mind thing that messes up your mind a little bit. And then you like mm-hmm. peel back a new layer of yourself. And uh, then like you go through your changes and then you realize what's different. Like, I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old and I still like to munch on ice. And then it goes gotcha. away. Like, I have um, <laughs> deodorant that I could use before I had kids that I can't stand now. So it, it completely gives you like this new you and you have to learn how to live with it. And that's kind of like what parenting is. And you, you think you know your kids and you don't really know them. You get to know them as you, as they grow. Yeah. I'm so thing. glad that I <laughs> See, that's that, that's that, um, that's that, uh, being a, a woman thing right there. Because, you know, is one of my friends told me, yo, Mike, he, well, he asked, he said, like, what, um, he said, do you, do you, do you, what do you want, a boy or a girl? And I was like, man, I kind of don't care, but I'll take the girl first because I wouldn't want my wife to, I, I don't want to have to go in a second time, you know what I'm saying, or a third time for a baby. So <laughs> my thought was like, all right, if we have a girl first, that means that if we don't want another kid, we probably don't have to. And if we go back in, who cares? We might have a boy a second time. It's okay, yeah. but at least my wife will get her daughter, her 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 friend. She really you know? wants a girl. She would love to have a girl. See, that was one of my questions, but not yet. Was like, um... well, okay, we can come back to that. But <laughs> I mean, you know what? I'll just look. Let's just come back to it because yeah, I got a lot to say about once and a little girl. Um, but, where were you born? I was born in um, in the Bronx, New York. Um, I I don't know if this matters, and maybe it's TMI, but I, <laughs> I was born at Jacoby Hospital, I think, in the Bronx. Um, yeah. So, and I only just say that because, like, you know, I, I I love to always shout out that I'm from the hood, or like, you know, saying like, where I came from, just because, like, that's one of the things. Um, I think maybe speaking to me, you might not necessarily get unless I tell you, mm-hmm. because my, you know, the way that I've traveled and and, and like sometimes I think takes away it, it may take away a, a little bit of the some of the rawness. It take away it adds to like layers of who you are. Well, yeah. So maybe I shouldn't use the word takeaway, but mm-hmm. I definitely don't know if it'll be as easy to see. You know what I'm saying? If I don't tell you, and, I, and so I just, I, I always make a point. It's kind of like when you, when you uh, go into a conference or something like that, and it's like, oh, what's your name? Mike Glover, Bronx, New York. Or you know what I'm saying? It'll yeah. be like that. Like I'll take the opportunity. I'll take the extra time to just not put New York, New York. Like no, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, don't give Manhattan the credit for this shit. 
Okay. Yeah. I, and I think that in development, life development, that that matters, but whatever. I'll take it. Um, first question for you. Growing up, my father made me feel what? Growing up, my father made me feel like... Hard-ass question. I, growing up, my father... Yo, first thought. Growing up, my father made me feel like um, it doesn't really matter if you have a dad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not that's not the important part of the family structure to me. I felt like that growing up. Mm. And I didn't see the importance of it. And how do you change that now in your um, fatherhood with your son? Um... I'm honestly I'm only applying curiosity to whatever to whatever I see so like I'm interested in knowing him when he turns 20 and 35 and 50 so I want to know everything about him Mm -hmm. so I'm only just being curious about his life that's the only thing I think I'm doing right now um what does he need, right? Well, what things do babies need? I, I'm gonna try to see if I could get that. Or like, okay, cool. How do you compare this situation versus that situation? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? The, I'm just kind of looking at things from from the perspective of like, what is it that this person needs in order to to thrive? Or I, I hate using the word thrive sometimes because I think it's tied to other shit but yeah what does this person need to to become a self-sufficient adult and how can I help him get there but that's like the key thing that most boys hate that they didn't know is if their dad was ever curious or ever thought about them so if you feel like the main thing that you're focusing on is curiosity with your son that's a chunk of a lot of other things. Yeah. That's that's a, a lot of important things because if you grow up in a world where people kind of like push you to the side, be like, okay, yeah, and then, oh yeah, and him. Okay, I'm going to take care of you because legally I have to. But nobody's actually questioning you on why you like this. What do you think about this? Or like, what are your favorite things? And just really just trying to get to know, like, your why as a kid growing up. you got to grow up and become a man with a chip on your shoulder. So that curiosity is key in, in raising your son. So that's, like, a, a good thing. That's a good thing to um, oh, Thanks. That's, that's good. You know, I never thought of it that way um, because... I, well, I never really thought about what, what I missed out on, right? I do think about what I miss out on in terms of life lessons, I do, but I don't blame, well, I should say I no longer blame my parents for whatever they didn't give me or whatever I missed out on. Um, so I never really considered how, I never considered how my dad's absence or just how I grew up, you know, thinking about my dad, how that affected me. I never really considered that. So even when you just asked the question, I was like, man, but first thought, yeah, just 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 being interested in my kid because mm-hmm. I maybe I did feel like my parents weren't interested in me enough. 
I think even now, I think my job is boring and I think people are not interested in my job, which makes you less interested in me. But I'm like, damn, that's what makes me me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because, uh, because of how I think about that. So, you know, that was a, yeah, just, just very curious about like, who is this? You know? I think uh, as your son gets older, you'll, you'll start to question yourself on, dang, I remember being like in a space of this and mm. I would I would like to ask my dad this if I was him so I think you'll get like those small things because I get them with my daughters and it's kind of like I'll just call my mom up and be like so in 1984 <laughs> and she'd be like well I don't remember that and it's kind of like I'm picking an old lady's brain, but at the same yeah. time, kind of like I'm curious because we're going to be like the most documented parents and grandparents. I was just about to but, but I can't look up like my grandma's tweet. I can't look up my mom's Facebook from when she was my age. So when she um, complained about her kid in the same manner that you might be about yours. Right. <laughs> so it's gonna be um, it's gonna be really good for them there be a, a, a constant learning experience whether we're here or not we're, we're yeah. just there in the like in writing so um, I mean that's actually a, that's actually a bar right there just like having a constant learning experience whether we're here or not because yeah. you know think about all the people we learn from who are not on the planet anymore you know what I'm saying um please do not ever let me get too deep in a convo but um <laughs> like well because sometimes i start thinking a metaphor like after i say something I'm like damn there's another metaphor for that um yeah you know like we we uh let's just say we, we we can pick and choose our 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 theoretical hero our family and heroes right we can pick mm-hmm. people who help shape our lives no matter you know just with their thoughts and what they may have left here and like that's huge to me that like I like released a song actually I'm probably gonna try to you know resurface um this weekend because of Father's Day but the first song that I had to release you know what I'm saying on like iTunes and all that other stuff was like I have to put this out because I can't allow my kid to be born and think that I didn't release things like not have the thought of what I thought you know what I'm saying out in the world even if I don't speak to him for for 18 years, 20 years of his life, there's going to be a documentation of maybe how I felt about something or maybe what I thought, and he can't, like, learn from that. You know, I got that from one of my friends who recently told me that. It's like, man, you know, if I never get a chance to speak to my kid, how would they know anything about me? And I'm like, yeah, word. You know what I'm saying? So two years ago, three years ago, when I was like, man, I could call my boy, like, yeah, we got to do this song. I'm like, it's perfect. It's a father-son moment. And I was like, this is my first baby you know what I'm saying my kid is my first physical baby you know what I'm saying but my first baby is what you know what I'm saying what I have to contribute and what I can leave for him you know things things like that yeah um I was telling somebody uh that we can basically send a message to our great great grandchildren right now and we would probably never meet them you know what I'm saying? Like, encourage them now in your writing and your whatever you want to express now, and they can just look it up later on. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Hold on. 
how did it feel hearing the news that Jazz was pregnant for the first time? Um, so and how did she tell you? So this, so I'll tell this story because I think this story probably explains a little bit how I feel because I don't know how I, I don't know how I felt. You know, obviously I was excited, but to be honest with you, man, we were married and we are, had already put in 18 years at this point. <laughs> a whole you know human being? <laughs> so we could have already had a kid, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, we just started our 20 year run again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we got, we got, it's, yo, it's so crazy because it literally brought new life into our relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and, in two ways that's just like a double entendre because like literally in the form of a baby and then figuratively in the form of like we just got cool again like it's like you fall kind of fall back in love again so i would say like the way i felt immediately was like excitement like new new beginning you know what i mean it's like i don't know you know what i mean like we hit the octave and was coming back around for like you know what i'm saying <laughs> the next one and we and then that shit felt good and so the first text that i sent her when she told me she was pregnant was like you know like a soccer dude was like oh. <laughs> that shit was the ultimate score like you know what i mean also yeah. kind of i hate to say did everything right but we kind of followed all of the traditional rules that we thought we were supposed to play by right like boy meet girl we were cool for a long time live our 20s and then get married finally and settle down so i mean even though we were together the whole time we still sort of like kept separation throughout our younger years so the story was we were going we had friends who were getting married and um they were preparing for their wedding and my homie was like man can you can you um be my accountability partner on on the gym level i'm like oh yeah we could go to the gym let's get this going we start taking some kickboxing class but he's like yo me and wifey's going so we could do a couple kickbox date weekly and we could just meet up and we can go you know exercise together it's like perfect you know i'm down for that so signed up we all start going to kickboxing so we in there pretty consistently and now weeks and weeks are going by. We're like, man, we really doing this. So one day, Jazz is like, yo, like we, I think we might have took a break or something, but then she came back with like, yo, it's just rough. I'm like, yo, that's nothing. You know, it's always a little bit rough when you when you start getting back in the workout. You know what I mean? You're gonna feel a little nervous. I'm like, I felt like I went to vomit last week too. It's all good. She's like, mm. Ah! <laughs> I was like, Jazz is like looking at me real crazy, like, yeah, he's my my husband's retarded, and and so she's like, no, I'm feel like this is not, I I was working out too hard, <laughs> that's not what's happening. So she's like, maybe I'm pregnant. I'll go take a test. So then I was like, oh, I need to consider the pregnant part. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and then immediately we looked at each other like. We know the day that that happened. You know what I'm saying? So when we finally thought about that, then it just flipped into we're definitely pregnant. Like we both at that point, I think felt, yeah, this is definitely going down. So then we just got really excited about it. So she goes home, takes her test, takes a couple. You know, like women always take like a, a million tests because they like, nah, 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 nah. I try to be sure. Like I don't trust science. Um, 
So we took a couple of tests. It was, it was, yeah, but they came positive. So we were excited. Um, I will say we had thought about a baby before that. So we were living in a one-bedroom apartment, but we had already already had an idea in mind of how we would lay out the whole space to, to welcome and accommodate a baby, even at the drop of a dime. Because we like, look, we're married. It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So. After she finally gets in touch with the doctor, we go check it out. Now the shit's official. Because me, I don't like to get excited early. So I'm always like, hey, if it remains true, we'll see the doctor. Then we can get excited. But we're going to hold all of our emotions until then. Right? <laughs> so we go check out the doctor. Shit's official, man. It's like, that's when the process starts, right? That's when the woman has to, at that moment, that moment she, her whole life changes. Um, for the guy, you just starting to, you know, again, I didn't go to the doctor much growing up, you know, outside of my mom taking me to the pediatrics and stuff. So at this point, I'm in my 30s and I'm looking around like, hold up. So now I got to start being in the doctor's office more often. So now you're starting to see the side of girls. So now I'm over analytical. I'm looking at all of the machines like I am going to make sure I see some of the same shit when I get back. Like, you know, I just turned into that, like, like I said, that curiosity of, what is about to happen? Like, so at that moment, I was like, I got 20 years minimum of all of this shit. What is it? And I'm just trying to soak it in at that point. So excitement, um, curiosity, and, you know, just kind of like that. I don't know how do you explain that feeling of joy and love that you get, like when you get either engaged or when you go to someone's wedding or like the, your tear ducts ain't leaking, but they they tingling you know what I mean like that kind of like maybe you describe it as butterflies but you feel the butterflies all over mm-hmm. that that sort of feeling it just was like I, I guess that thrill of excitement of like shit what's about to happen you know mm. um first thing kickboxing is no joke <laughs> in New York I did it with one of my best friends and they gave us the three first classes for free Mm. And then we have to start like a membership. We mm. only made it to two. Cause when I tell you our bodies were like, don't touch me, don't make yeah. me laugh, don't nothing. I still have the boxing gloves to this day. We never went back for the third free class. That's hilarious. There's a few, there's a few of those classes too. Ugh. The intense ones. It's crazy. Um do you see what do you see? Um, as far as his personality that is jazz and what do you see as far as his personality that is you I am so glad you asked that because that's (laughs) what I'm looking for every single day every day I'm looking for something recognizable in my or her DNA Mm -hmm. like and physically he looks like jazz like that's instant you immediately but then if you know jazz and you know her family you start seeing i see her dad in there now because i know him uh you know i see i see her grandmother a lot which she's the og of the look you know what i mean it, they all look like her they no, he don't look like jazz he looks like his great grandmother mm-hmm. so um i see those things physically um my he has my brother's toes right like um and and maybe he has sort of like um my he he has my brother's um i would say like my mom says this 
my mom says he acts like my brother in terms of like his fearlessness. Um, so she says that he gets that from there. I can immediately see how much he gravitates towards making music and um, recognizing the music though. Like, so there, I have a video of my nephew um, doing a song in my house just spur the moment he just busts out with a song like he grabs the keyboard he's playing keys and he's trying to rap and play at the same time and sing a song and i see miles in the picture if you're not if you're not focusing on my nephew you see miles in the background passing him the microphone at seven months it's like yo he understands what's supposed to happen i'm not in the house recording all day long like this is not being beaten into his head in any kind of way he literally just he gets the concept of some things that i do he loves and he gravitates towards it so literally he's trying to make beats every single day on the ipad he'll or the or his phone so I, he has his own iphone and so i put all the programs on there because i don't want him using mine so your man will be on there like dad i make the beats i make the beats you <laughs> like Wow, that's amazing. You know what I'm saying? It feels good. And he gets the concept. He knows how to use the MPC in terms of he knows where things are, right? He's too, he's not programming beats for real. But if you like, yo, where's the kick drum? He can press the button, but he recognizes, he associates the color with the sound. Well, that's how it's set up on there purposely, not for him, but for adults to recognize it. And he's, he's gravitating towards that. Um, you know, personality wise, I see him, you know, I'm a guy who stares off into space. I'm a deep thinker and I try to like, you know, you know, look at things from a lot of different angles. I feel like I already see him thinking about something, but because he can't say it yet, I don't know what those different angles are, you know? Um, and then I think he's also one of those like, the annoying kid in the classroom who's the overachiever who has to raise his hand for every single question and has to be a little bit obnoxious to actually answer the question. Yeah. That's me. I know I'm like that. I know people didn't like that. It's like, yo, are you a fucking know-it-all? And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I was working hard at trying to memorize shit and I just wanted to exercise it. It wasn't just to nobody else. But I think he does that. So he has books like tracing letters and tracing number books and yeah but he feels like he got it already so he went through the whole book he goes through one letter at a time he doesn't write a 25 times like he's supposed to write paper he'll write a then he wants to go to b and then every day he'll do a new letter yeah you know what i'm saying which is cool Mm -hmm. i can't hate on him i'm not even trying to be too strict because he's two but now your man has gotten to the point where he was like, mm, I'm done with the pencil. Let me trace it with this red marker. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me get my line. Like, just so y'all really know, because my mom be trying to erase it when I make a mistake. No, 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 no. I need this to be official. So, you know, he has that type of behavior. And I'm like, that's me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's also, he's also very organized. He picks that up from jazz, probably, because her grandmother's like that. She's mm-hmm. like that. So... Yo, your man don't got no problem cleaning up all his toys. It's good for a boy, especially. Like, it's time to go to bed. He's like, okay, come on, daddy, clean up. And he wants to sing the song and and go at it, you know? So, um, you know, maybe some of those things. I have um, one kid that's a slob. 
Aria. She thinks that <laughs> I don't clean up that Aya's job. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. And then Aya's like, I'm gonna show me how to use the broom. Um, can I mop? Can I wash your dishes? No, you cannot wash my dishes because I'm not washing the dishes twice. Um, so hey, this look, is, so she's the six six year old? Six and three. Wait, who's the who's all there? Um Anya. Anya's older, okay. Yeah. So but Arya, she just thinks that she's elite in here. I'm just like, yes. you're not elite. You still gotta do the same thing everybody else does. And she was like, ah, Anya, you do it. Mommy said you I'm just like, girl, clean up the room. Both of y'all clean up the room, but that's her. Well, I got a question for you then about that. You know, I'm not the question asking, but well, do you think that that's because since she was the youngest and y'all were doing stuff when she could only lay there that she was just looking at y'all do stuff. So she's like, okay, they do this. And so she looks at that as sort of y'all role. I think because between my house and her dad's house, she's the baby baby at her dad's house. There's a 17 year old. She has a 14 year old sister. His girlfriend is there and him. And it's a it's a three three level house with a dog. So all the toys are hers. All this space is mine. I have my own chair in the kitchen. And then when she come here, it's like you eat at the same chairs we eat at. Uh, share a room with your sister that's close to you. She likes to play with the same toys you like. And you have to share the TV. You don't have your own TV. Yeah. And she like yeah. Right. I'm just like, girl, you just gonna have to learn how to balance it all. And I think for me, that's important because I'm one of five. I was the youngest and I was the only girl. So I did share something, but a lot of the things were mine. But the same sense, her dad is the only child and he doesn't have it. Well, he has siblings on his dad's side, but he's not close to him. But he's used to like this is mine people cater to me if you don't like it leave me alone and yeah, she yeah. has a lot of that with her i'm just like girl that don't work over here so uh i'm just trying to balance her out but work in progress um what do you think makes you a great dad i don't know i feel like my kid is gonna have to tell me that when whenever i'm done but um you're never think, done. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess, well, until he's not have to live in my house. But yeah. I'll say, like, I think what would make me a great dad um, or what will make me a great dad, if, if, as long as I can be consistent at it, is I think I need to try to find understanding in what my kid needs. Um to, to, to be successful. And again, my idea of success is self-sufficient adult, right? Like, I, I just want to make sure that if my man is like, yo, dad, I think I want to like, I think I want to paint naked chicks, that he literally becomes, not becomes Picasso, but has the opportunity to think as free as that and to be able to to not feel like there's a there's a ceiling or a limit or a restriction to where he can go with whatever that idea is. Now, obviously, I don't want my kid to be out here harming people, but but in the situation of whatever he he thinks he wants to do, like I'm I'm just trying to be down to be like I think I'm a good dad as long as I'm supportive, you know. And I think sometimes we don't know what that word support means as a parent. 
but as long as when he says, hey, I'm interested in this and I want to do this, I'm like, okay, cool. Let me think of some of the things that he can't possibly be thinking about right now. Like, where to start figuring that out? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not, sometimes it's not just practicing things. Sometimes it's, 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 it's the formal education and the formal process of it that'll allow you to you know, kind of flourish at it. So just, just want to pay attention to him and whatever he's doing and help him get there. Be sort of like some, yeah. if you bowl, you put up the gutter rails. <laughs> I'm the gutter rails. Um, support for a kid or a parent is like, uh, is literally like them being in front when you know you want to be in front to protect and guide, but you got to let them be in front to find their answers and just like hold them up while they're in front so they don't fall mm-hmm. back and, and retreat and doubt themselves. Uh, you uh, have to you have to kind of like watch them make their mistakes because that's what they can learn from. And you gotta even if you see them making a wrong decision or a decision you wouldn't want to make, you gotta support them on the decision they want to make because the ending result is probably gonna be them learning that somebody else was right or mom you were right or dad you were right um i tried it this way and it didn't work like you told me but you gave me the space to make up my decision and it's a lot of that so the thing is knowing when to step over and step back and just support from the back Mm -hmm. well i hope i hope that um i hope that i'm equipped for that because I'm as a like so on my job I'm a I'm I'm a manager to a team of people right um but not not only that the type of role that I play is a support role like I I, I do AV so I'm I'm always constantly um helping people to achieve what they're trying to do whatever their goal is so if you come to me and you say hey Mike I got an event. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, but I want to show these things on on the screen. And when I'm doing this, but when I get to this point, I got a cue. Right? I have to compile all that information and say, okay, cool. I see what you want to do. You want to do this type of event. I can frame it for them a little easier and uh, like kind of shrink it down to make you said if I can explain it to someone else and I know it. Mm-hmm. So I'm at that like that point where I'm just like, okay, I play that support role daily. You know, like I'm constantly. People are like, oh, how do you connect to a WebEx and a da 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 What if I want to put audio in my Zoom call? And it's like, I got to figure those things out for people. So I hope that that skill set helps me out, um, with, which you're talking about as a parent, because I want to be able to, like you said, sit behind him and still lead him, you know what I'm saying? Be able to really just hold him into a place where, where he can kind of achieve everything he wants, which is all about him. But like my role is 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 helpful. So if I got to make the website and everything else and put all your pictures up front, yeah, I already know how to do that. Now. Right, so you Gucci. <laughs> um, what health changes have you made since becoming a dad? Um, I made all of the health um, changes in the world. Like I went to the doctor for the first time because I well, I went to the doctor for the first time when I got married. I went again when when my wife was pregnant. Um, the first time was because I'm like, yo, I'm like, it probably sucked. Yes, sir. 
Oh yeah, you're gonna change it. My my first the first time I went was because I was like, man, I can't be marrying somebody and then like croak over. And then Thank you. It was like, I I can't have a kid in this world who who's not um I I don't he can't see me not going to the doctor and he's gone. You know what I'm saying? That's not gonna build any foundation in him. You know what I'm saying? In terms of what's to do. If I'm the example, I gotta be the example all the way around. I gotta care about my health the much as I care about his health because I gotta be here. So changes, man. Drinking hella water because that's just the you make the beats. Um, (laughs) so just drinking mad water, man, and just because I feel like that's just the. That's that's the um that's the most important thing yeah, <laughs> in the world. So it's like okay, okay, hold on one second. Hi. Oh, now you want to say hi because you want to You see what you're doing right there? That's not cool. Huh? No, where's your phone? What are you doing now? See, he's trying to hit that snare drum. You go wrong. Um, I totally forgot what I was thinking. Health, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I try to like just just I'm conscious of what I intake now. I don't want to I don't want to make no bold claims to some shit that I can't live up to. Um, but at least at the bare minimum, just being very conscious about things that I do, not just health wise, like oh food and and what you intake mentally, like, you know what I'm saying? What am I doing? Like, what's my mental diet like? You know what I mean? That's important as well. So reading, trying to read books and just educate myself on things that I want to know, not being fearful of, of wanting to, you know, having questions and things like that. I um, I just did an episode with Frank and Frank is just like, Running a trainer, juicing. Oh, I'm just like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not I, like I gotta say this, man. I think there's things that I started. Like one of my friends, Osaka, he got me into like riding bikes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was not doing that before I met him, and and I'm so thankful for adding that to my life now because my kid is now riding. You know, but like now he wants to ride his bike every day. Yeah. And that's just encouraging because now I have somebody to ride with. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now I got a fitness rider partner already mm-hmm. because I think he's, you know, he'll, if he continues to gravitate towards that again. These things I didn't know I was missing growing up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm just finding out for the first time myself. You know, I, I, I now have a relationship with my dad, so I didn't even know what it is to have a really I don't even know what it's like to have a relationship with another dude, really, besides my brother. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I feel like, damn, I, maybe I didn't even give my brother enough time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, I just, I, I see I see those little things, too, man. Like, those are things that's going to be dope. Like, I'll have somebody do push-ups with, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Days, you know? And he going to keep you in shape, and you got to keep him in shape and keep him on target, because you know what he's headed to. Yeah. And he gonna just keep your spirit young, keep your body young, and uh, you're mentally like on target. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, music is music helps with that part, right? Because 
the music is going to give you sort of that constantly give you um i might be blotching this word so don't even if i say it wrong get it but like i think it's cognitive friction that your brain gets right when you have to kind of kind of decipher between two different things sometimes so like the music i think will probably keep his brain sharp in that too think that matters the readings reading books and things like that mm-hmm. um damn I was she said something else and i lost my whole entire train of thought god anyway figured it i lost it but it, no like oh you were saying um staying fit and i'm like yo dog like so i played myself and became a horsey one day and no, the back son you get tired in one lap yeah <laughs> i was like i'm gonna be fit if i gotta keep that because they get to keep getting heavier every day yeah <laughs> so, okay. yep. <clears throat> aria is still a, like she needs my heartbeat to sleep like solid and i'll wake up in the middle of the night and i sleep hard because uh, i'm usually up late or I usually have to get up early and she'll just come in my room and you're sleeping like really hard and then you wake up to like this heavy weight on your chest mm. and it's a whole human being I'm just like <laughs> when did you get in here like this is creepy so um, Saturday mornings I'll be out here watching TV and she'll just drunkenly like come out in the living room and just like lay on me and I'm short I'm five foot probably five two on my license is a lie (laughs) and her legs are longer so from like her head being on my chest she comes down to my knee already at three and it's kind of like okay I know my girls are going to be way taller than me Wow. at the same time they're heavy like you wouldn't think little people are this heavy they're heavy like, I can't even pick up Anya if she falls asleep in the living room. I just leave her where she at. My back, <laughs> my back won't do it. Yeah. That, I think that, about that as a dad. I, I think I have the advantage right there physically because I'm bigger than my wife. And my kid's proud. He's, I think he's tall now. Like, every day I look at him, I'm like, yo, I don't know if you're the right height. Like, <laughs> there is no right height, especially. No, when- I mean, yeah, but he just seems long to me. And I'm just like, yo, this dude's gonna be kind of big. Like, but again, I think that's where, like, I come in as dad to my son, like, yo, you can't overpower your mom because I can be right here, right? Or, like, from the perspective of, like, yeah, just just like you just said, like he might be a little heavy. I think there's gonna be just days where either you know she might have a heel on, she's not gonna be able to run after him, or she might, you know what I'm saying? Like he might just be heavy, and I might need to pick up that extra weight. You know what I'm saying? Those days they happen now. Like when you get that sleep out the car. Oh yeah. No. God. <laughs> Everybody is a little tired. For Listen, that imagine coming in late after whatever event having bags and then knowing you have to go back to the car to pick up two bodies not one body two bodies yeah trust me I'm almost upset at myself for not going back in already and going for number two because I'm like god like yo we gotta start this over again it's a three year process um my whole goal was at least five years apart 
and I made it to three. That's awesome. So um, if you think about it, you don't want to have two kids in um, high school. You want to have two kids going to college at the same time. So I try to like face them out a little bit. Not saying that they have to go to college. Anya and I already had that discussion. What? But, um, she asked me. She was like, do I have to go to college? I was like, no. I feel like college importance was a wave at one time. And mm-hmm. then now how society and technology is, technology is so far ahead past where college is right now. And college just keeps, keeps getting more expensive. And we are like the consumers, but we are also the product. And then once you graduate, our diploma becomes a product. But a lot of jobs really now want to know what your experience is, what you can do. The degree is kind of like, okay, we see that you can commit to something and be consistent, but what can you do? So I think I would more so be willing to pour into a passion of hers, a business of hers, and a trade of hers versus cop. You sound like <laughs> Bo and Andre Johnson right now. <laughs> like, like yeah. they just give uh, I don't know if you watch Blackish, but they I think they just gave uh, what's his name Devonte. Mm-hmm. Devonte is going to like an alternative like school for kids who just kind of like maybe a little bit more artsy. Yeah. Um, like a fucking baby conservatory or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's actually interesting, man. I, I think that that's that's a that's a dope take. Personally, um, you know, I went to college. I decided I was finished. And I don't look back at that as a bad thing. But what I hate the most is that it's crazy. I feel like even getting there freshman year, right, you you meet a lot of people. So I feel like I met a lot of people who I made, I don't even want to say lose contact with. Like, I'm Facebook friends with the people that I met in college they might know me for the way they knew me then, but can still follow me, like talking about technology. So that that's very important, your network and the people you can kind of get around. Like, I don't necessarily like all of them or, you know, rock with everybody, you know, but that's just my own personal, personal theories in life about certain stuff. Um, but when it comes to college, I tell my brother all the time, like I look at college as the thing that you decide to learn that you'll use as your as your skill for for like make so to make money or whatever because in the societies that we grew up in you you're gonna have to have a money maker skill mm-hmm. right so to me even like for me my skill is audio engineering i get to be an audio engineer all the time yeah. whether it's live in the studio on a computer, any way possible, I'm gonna do that. Even if I'm standing in the back and just telling somebody, yo, play your instrument a little bit quieter. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on that. And I feel like college, I didn't know that in college, that I even wanted to do that, you know what I mean? But I was interested in media and stuff and entertainment already. So college was like, yo, take mass communications. Well, that's exactly what I should be doing at that point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what college I think doesn't teach you in some ways, it might be too open or maybe me just needing more guidance, kind of didn't, no one taught me, yo, this is how you free college if you're not into college. Mm-hmm. Right? 
So I think that that means something because I don't want, I don't want to get caught up in college being all about the education part. Yeah. When, like you said, the way we can learn is different. We don't need that. But what you do need is you need freedom of thought and you need freedom of like where you're going to go the next day, like not having that, you know what I'm saying? You need that type of freedom um, on a day-to-day basis. So that's why you need to go to college, in my opinion. And you need to build um, a community of people who are like-minded with you in, 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 in ways. So I was in MassCom. Was I doing enough projects in MassCom? Whereas I would have been meeting more people who's still in my field to this day. You know what I'm saying? And there's people like that. I mean, there's a lot of people. I see people on TV that I went to college with, like freshman year, we got, got in school at the same time. I see people, you know, um, with successes in different areas. And then likewise, I'm still doing my thing that I was interested in, even though that's not exactly what I was doing when I was in school. It's still my related skill. It's still what what I've, what I've um, combined, you know, with all the rest of my knowledge. With, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I met people doing this stuff when I went to college. That is the one part that I missed out on. That's why college is super important to me. So when my kid asks, oh, well, do I have to go to college? I'm like, look, you don't need to go to college if you don't want to. But if you want to take advantage of being able to meet a lot of people, a lot of people to be able to meet you, right? And, and get what you have to offer. If you're going to go to college because you want to I look at it as workshop too, college, right? Like, you know, you have a class where you're like, man, I take the science class, but the lab is better because it's more hands-on. Yeah. You're like, college is that that hands-on life experience. The conversations that you get into in a conversation, I mean, in the cafeteria, the conversations that you, you know, bump in and you start learning how to talk to girls. You need a, you need enough girls with enough freedom and enough variety so that you can figure out which one of them you like. Yeah. You know what I'm that shit takes time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For some people. So, so at the end of the day, college is all of those things to me more than it is the knowledge and the information that you're receiving because all the information you're receiving synonymously, I mean, sorry, sorry, synonymously, uh, the, the um, unanimously has been bullshit. You know what I'm saying? To like most people. Yeah. Like my homeboy, like we got a, um, so my group Luxury Crumb, my boy Will, he got a, he got a line where he says, um, damn, I'm about to botch this too because I wasn't prepared. Um, he says, um, Oh, no, I've never graduated from none of your schools, sir. So, no thanks to you, sir. I'm an articulate, ubiquitous, cerebral lyricist. Mentally militant, uh, ambitious, and ambivalent. Some shit he says, man, other SAP words. But the point I'm trying to make is, like, that's how I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I'm not, uh, like JV said, um, um, no Harvard student just had the balls to do it, right? It's like, you don't need school for the information and the knowledge you need right. it the the network <laughs> and the life experience if you can get it out of there but if you're going in there for i think maybe only the, the information and the knowledge you might you might come out disappointed but that, i'm saying that for somebody who went to school yeah you know yeah um what was i gonna say you need to watch this documentary called the ivory tower text me that is it on netflix uh, no, it's not on Netflix. Okay, okay. It should be online. You should be able to watch yeah. it on YouTube. 
when people give recommendations, they gotta hit that share button. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you um, when we, once we're done. And I'm saying that because my kid got my my phone and I can't just type it into Safari. My, Safari okay. is my little Safari is my um. Now you write a note down like a like a oh don't forget this note. Yeah. Uh yeah, Safari is. I mean, I said Safari. Yeah, Safari on my on my iPhone is what I use for that. Like I always just as soon as somebody says something, I just write it into Safari and then I just make a new page. And that's it. So I got a bunch of pages open to everything I'm supposed to look up. I always have a couple of pages open, but I like sticky notes. I'm like queen sticky. Notes. I got sticky notes everywhere. I can't um, those. I like actual factual. Uh, mm-hmm. What is your biggest strength so far as a dad? Uh, again, you be asking me questions that I feel like somebody else gotta tell me. Um, uh, like something you know you have, like in yeah, the yeah, yeah. You don't have to. Yeah, nah, nah. Like a quick answer I would say is like my my ability to to find understanding. So like I'm gonna be looking at my kid every time he's doing something. I'm trying to figure out why is he doing it and like what's the motive and what's driving him. So like right now, right, mm-hmm. he's singing a song on the on the thing, and I hear him singing the song but he keeps grabbing at the microphone. If I wasn't paying attention to him, I'd be like, stop doing that. You're gonna mess that up. He wants to sing. See? Daddy, I can't see. He wants to sing. So he wants the mic to be closer to him so he can feel more comfortable. (laughs) And he's practicing his singing. So now my job as a dad, I think is to turn the speakers on and turn the microphone on so he can hear himself through the reverb because that's gonna give him confidence to sing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, literally, I think that's what I bring to the table as a dad is like, if this is his interest and I know how to do this part, make sure I say sovereign and make sure I support him. So, the producer. <laughs> so, I'm the producer. As a support person, I am allowed that. See, he's getting a little too confident, but I need him to do that. I need him to to give me that. Yeah. Um. But again, yeah. So as a producer, as a support person, I know he wants to sing. All I do is put the mic on him. Was gonna give him some confidence, some reverb. He don't know yeah. that about the reverb. I know the reverb. So I gotta apply it. But he'll learn it the more you. The more, and so when someone else is not giving him reverb, he gonna be like, Mm-mm, something's missing. It's just too dry. For me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but that's, and I think as a dad, that's what I'm supposed to do. In, in terms of support, that's what that means to me. You know, like he wants to keep singing. You can, okay, you can keep singing. I'll just give him headphones. No. It's, it's nine o'clock, like he ain't supposed to be doing this right now. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> like, you feel me? Cause I get carried away. Cause again, I'm two, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not 35. Yeah. I'm like thinking about what he wants to do right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just said that that's what I'm supposed to do, but I don't know, maybe, but I'm also supposed to listen to the mom. <laughs> and cause, cause she's the one who's the nurturer. She knows better in that regard. And that just knows better, but she's, 
when she's focusing on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can be the fun person. If maybe she needs a break, then I got to know enough, you know? Yeah. Over there to, to, to cover that. So, you know, he's banging himself up. He's at that age right now. He's just mm-hmm. popping up with a new knot every day and a new injury. Like, dog. <laughs> You didn't see boys. This boy, my um, my youngest brother, at the hospital in Philly, used to know him by first name. Like, oh, what did you swallow tonight? Mm. Yeah. That's my brother. Um, UNT had boys first. Do you think your second kid would be a girl? I pray. <laughs> I don't even want to put it in the air and jinx myself. I would love to have a I would love to have a daughter on on the second kid if I can. Thank you. I would love to have a daughter on the second one just because I want to be able to get the variety in life. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to understand um women, you know, mm-hmm. and girls from from that age. Um we getting into this combo but uh I feel like I already know everything it is to be a boy. Mm. I went through that process from 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 as far back as I can remember. Everything he's going through right now, I'm learning for the first time. But by the time he hits five years old, dog, I got this. Mm-hmm. Like now, I got all the answers for you. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have the answer for what you'll need in, in the future. But boom, girls, I have no freaking clue. Yeah. I don't know anything. And the thing is, girls is not scary to me. It's even more interesting to me because I'm looking at y'all like. Well, women keep just popping up with new bodies every couple of years. That's some shit to learn every couple of years. So mm-hmm. even for a dad, you got to be in your P's and Q's and carrots from early about that. Mm-hmm. Women start learning about health and going to the doctor damn near junior high school. You know what I'm saying? You as a requirement for survival, you know what I'm saying? You're learning that. As a requirement for survival, you're learning that you got to protect yourself against predators. Mm-hmm. These are not things that you, like, have to be taught as a boy. Yeah. You have to be taught this as a woman, no matter what class system you grow up in. or what, I, I'm, I'm, I guess. I don't know. I'm just thinking of, like, damn, this is a lot. Mm-hmm. So, because we don't have those things, I think it's a little easier for us, right? You have a boy, teach him how to shake, flush, and he's Gucci. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Girls, you got, yo, this grown-ass man and this little-ass boy is all going to try to fuck you, so protect your vagina. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's scary. Yeah. Um, but, again, like, I'd be up for that challenge right now because I I just, I think the way I think of the world is, might be cool, you know what I'm saying, for my daughter. Like, I don't know. Um, but I definitely would love to have a little girl in the next one, and then I know that I'm done. I don't gotta go in no more. Yeah. If I have a boy again, there's a potential that I might end up with three kids in my life. I don't necessarily. That's what I thought with Ari. And when the nurse called me and she was like, Are you sure you wanna know the sex? I was like, Yes. And I was at work and she was like, It's a girl. I was like, Get off my phone. And I just hung up in her face. I was pissed. I was pissed my whole shift. I'm just like, Man. I made the whole registry like unisex, more so towards a boy, and it was another girl. I was so hurt. So um, I'm not doing a third. I I'm, I'm just like you know what, the creator has had enough jokes on me. Well, jokes. is it because you don't want to end up with a girl again? Yes. Oh wow. So it's not even know because I can't. I don't know how you're doing shit solo like I mean I know like yeah cause that's but I'm just thinking to myself yeah. like 
like, yo, dog, I don't want like a couple of hours. So girls, so like, if you're a woman and you're a mom, your your daughters are like ten times who you were at their age. And then I have two different personalities of me, ten times who I was. Jesus. So and and it's more magnified because you're the primary. You're you're the primary. Um, I don't even know. You're like the primary seed of personality. So yeah, your personality pool more times than they're going to dad's personality. Yeah. So you're they're getting not only your your DNA personality, but they're also getting your physical, like your nurturing, your everyday mm-hmm. your habits and damn. Yeah, you getting you just you just got two mirrors. You got you live in a house of mirrors. Listen, it's so <laughs> horrible. I'm just like, man, like Anya, why you always have to talk about fart? <laughs> like because I just like it. And then to me, I'm just like I'm so I'm such a hypocrite because for me, my mom wanted this girly girl after having four boys. Yeah, and then I came out and I'm just like a tomboy. Like I hate the dresses you make me. I don't want to wear that. I don't like stockings. And I like to fart on cue. That's like my thing in the house. And so she's just like, like, I can't do it anymore. (laughs) But I used to be able to, like, my brother used to walk up to me and be like, Chantal, fart. Done. Gone. Gone. Do it in a certain way. Gone. It's just like, I'm going to be like, that's not ladylike. I'm just like, man, screw that. Like, stop putting this this girlship thing on me is not me and then just like women just to know that for me before I even had my daughters I was I'm carrying their kids Mm -hmm. I'm carrying my kids kids and that's crazy to be one person carrying multiple generations of other women so for me to have two girls, it's just like, man, what I do now affects so many people that I don't even know. You know I, have to, I have to do it right. <laughs> this is crazy. And well, what do you think is right? Because I don't know, what does that mean? Right is like your best because anything you do as a parent, a child or both of your children is always going to feel like you didn't do enough of this for me. You didn't do enough of that for me. When I have kids, I'm going to do more of this because this is what I missed from you. So I try like to come out my comfort zone and make sure like, Uncle, did you hug the girls today? Yes or no? I don't know. Go do it. Did you tell them that you loved them today? Yes or no? Did you read to them today? Yes or no? So it's like, your priorities that you have to do on top of the things you want to make sure you pour into them on top of you-ness. Mm. You got to take care of you on top of all those other things. And it's kind of like, yesterday was my first break away from them since mid-March. Jesus Christ. So like every day, every night, it was me and them. Going to the store, it was me and them. Going to the park, it was me and them. Even when I go to the bathroom, they're in the bathroom. So, and even with me being at work, I felt mad guilty because while I'm at work, you guys gotta be at camp because I already paid for it before this quarantine stuff with mask on the whole time you at camp. 
because mm. I gotta work. So it's like you feel this guilt that your kids gotta be with strangers and just like in the element because you gotta work. But I'm just trying to make sure I cover all bases of the basics. And then the things that I really want to pour into them, just make sure I make an extra effort to do that. But they're always going to feel like you could have done more in this. Because my mom, to everybody, seems like the mom to have, like the perfect mom to have. But if you ask me, what did I need out of my mom? I can tell you something that I didn't get. So it's just, um, it depends on the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 actually one of those things where I feel like I mean we 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 have that struggle too because we both um we both work from home. Mm-hmm. So I mean, trust me, like it's not the same. You know, some struggles people have. So I'm very fortunate, and I can understand that. Um, but because we get to work from home, mm-hmm. it's actually super duper hard because of his age. Yeah. So we're having this problem where it's like, all right, we are trying to do anything and then we constantly going to get interrupted because he's not going to sit down by himself because there ain't no other kid here like you know what I'm saying so we felt that on all day all all on on all night thing and and me I really feel it because before having a kid I'd wake up at our hours be able to work on some stuff and do things but now it's like I'm so tired because you just live in a perpetual state of tiredness as a parent mm-hmm. it's like I'm so tired that if I got to put him to bed, I might fall asleep and I might not recover. So before I put him to bed, I just think like, damn, I'm probably going to either wake up at two o'clock in the morning yep. or not at all, or I'll be sleeping in a toddler bed in the most uncomfortable position possible, you know, just to keep him comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I get out the bed, I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go do something for myself. Let me go watch. I can't watch movies or nothing because it's like, what time am I going to do any of this stuff? Really, yeah. when I got to work on top of if I got a creative project. So it'll be like coming up to a situation where I'm like, man, if I get out of bed or if I leave him alone, then he wakes up. Mm-hmm. Or he'll wake up midnight, you know what I'm saying? He'll feel like he wakes up like four hours later and then wants to go back to sleep, you know, either in our bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got to deal with that at that moment. So it's like, shoot. Like, I know I'm about to go to sleep right now. I'm probably not going to wake up until the middle of the night. And then when I wake up and try to sneak out, he's going to wake up again. It's like, damn, you just no time to yourself. It's like... Why is uh, being a father to a Black boy vital today? Because you have the opportunity right now to start changing the, the narrative from now to the rest of history. This is the moment where things change. When we started quarantine, I was telling everybody like, yo, this is year zero. And I kind of got laughed out the room a couple times because I used the term year zero. Probably sound like Space Force to motherfuckers. But like, the reality is that um, I was saying that to say that this is just a new beginning, right? For everybody. And I think like, because there's a certain level of awareness, this type of scrutiny that we'll be under because of discrimination, you know what I mean, is, is going to be high. I mean, I think Michael Jordan probably felt that, which is why he probably went so hard. His parents probably tried to make him do that. 
And I think that every couple of years where there are these small revolutions, this happens. But I think this time is different because it's, it's documented, right? It's The revolution is now not, it's not televised. He was right, it's mobilized. Mm-hmm. And that's the very difference um, in what I see about it. And so I think that that's the reason why it's, it's the most important, why it's important now is because you know, you get the opportunity to change the narrative right now. And I think, um, I think I've, I may have already been the change in my family. So how do you get to see the results of that? Yeah. Only you get to see it through my kid. So if the change started in 1984, well, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you get the opportunity to see that, that, that flower blossom now, you know what I mean? Or in 20 years, even from now, based on the spark of change that happened when I was born. Um, so so that's why I think is just important, man. Just just being able to to grow someone or, or help someone grow in in an environment where they get to be a part of the difference. There's no doubt in my mind these kids right now for the next that you know one of the last two years and, and you know around this time period they are the difference because we will never see the results of this until like 20 years from now. They have to be adults first. They have to be able to vote. They have to be able to. We have right. to see what those decisions are in 20 years. It, to me, in order to, to see if change works, mm-hmm. we would never know if any of this worked until we get to see them vote. Yeah. Because they, they're not affected, right? They're not even in elementary school hearing nothing. They're not bringing any baggage with them. They're stuck right. right. Um. How do you feel? Um, how does your son make you feel appreciated? Um. Every time I walk home, come home, it's like a big ass daddy. Like <laughs> you just get greeted with that. Mm. You just get greeted with like. Daddy. But then besides that, yo, look, memorizing things that I taught you already. Like the fact that he's riding his bike, I feel like damn, I did something. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, I just, I just helped someone. Or, you know, I know it's my kid, I know I made him, but it's like he's gravitating to his things that I'm showing him. Like, you know, anything, man. Like, if he's, he, when he says, yo, I want to make a beat, I feel appreciated. I feel like he's the only person who gives a fuck about me in that kind of way, who cares about <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, and there's yeah. no, my wife or my mom, like, because they're close, you know, with me too. Mm-hmm. Um, they're close with me too in that, in, that, in that kind of way, but he wants to do it, which mm-hmm. gives me someone who who has interest in something that I have interest in, you know what I mean? Which is something I I'm, have not grown up with, you know? So I feel appreciated every time that happens. Like, you, he's interested in me, like, you know? That's good. Um, well, since you just, you know, two years into it, I'm gonna check back with you <laughs> again to see, to see if anything changed but um, before you go I just wanted to say uh, happy Father's Day that's coming up Gracias. and just like thank you for being the supportive father that wants to like pour into the kids interest because that's super important that gives them that confidence that they need when you're not around Yeah. so I uh, appreciate that for sure, for sure, no doubt, no doubt. I didn't ask you though. Um, did you grow up with your dad, or like, what's your relationship with a dad? I've I've grew up with everything. So I lived with both of my parents. They were married for thirteen years, and I lived with both of them until I was eight. And then my mom 
lived in a woman's shelter for a short minute. And then I lived in foster care when she had her second stroke. And then after that, we lived in Section 8 in Maryland. And then we lived in Florida when she got a house. And then from Florida, I moved to Atlanta to go to college. And then it was just me. So. I we have to have another conversation. <laughs> I just realized there's so much shit that I just don't know about you, and yeah. it's funny because in my mind you're one of the people who I'm close to in life, mm-hmm. like because we have a like obviously you know from the time that we met and then you know just the years of even though we weren't close, you we were still close by. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like super fucking close by, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then. I also think because of like, you know, like just different types of like places and like in you, your experience of living situations mm-hmm. in different places. Now I understand more about like, you know, when you came to New York and mm-hmm. things like that. So like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta talk about that. Cause like now I wanna know those things. Like now I'm like, oh shoot, wait, hold up. I ain't even, so your, your ability to adapt to a new living situation has to do with the fact that you've already been Oh yeah, been exposed to multiple. So yeah. Anyway, we'll talk, talk about that shit because I was definitely uh, always, I always doing this. about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you for doing this, and um, I will send it to you tomorrow because I I will edit it before I get it. You're fast. Oh yeah. Like I it. just get it done. But have a good night, and uh, tell Jazz thank you, and I'm sorry for holding you hostage. Oh, it's all good, man. Yeah, we're <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.